now listening to the Nasty Backpack Podcast. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Nasty Backpack, and let's get to it. So today we're going to talk about being reluctant to treatment and uh, struggling with addiction while while doing that and um and i'll just tell you a little story kind of got me on this topic today was um i recently bought a box truck that i'm going to turn into an ice cream truck and then eventually turn into a food truck and on the way home from buying it um i got stranded in it and this is why i say never judge um, people, even people who are going that are struggling and going through addiction. So, I break down. I'm at a QT um, in an area that <clears throat> there's a lot of street walkers, a lot of drug use in the area that's right across from a hotel, a uh, Motel Six, um, and this is in Scottsdale, Arizona, out of all places. And um, so I'm stranded right in front of the. I went. I stopped at the. QT to get air because QT always has free air and um, the truck didn't want to start back up and the previous owner had it wired up with an ignition switch and when I went to um, start it back up that that wire was fried off the starter so the, the truck didn't have any kind of power it wouldn't try to start at all whatsoever um, so I'm underneath the truck and I'm trying to get it started and some, this, this young man comes up to me and asks me if I need help. And, um, I said, I said, yeah, because <clears throat> I didn't need help and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And, um, he tells me he's a mechanic and, um, then he asks me if I know if I have any blues for sale. Blues meaning fentanyl. Um, I told him no. <laughs> I'm that I'm a case manager and that um you know I could um you know I'm a case manager for people struggling with addiction especially on fentanyl and he's like oh like he was definitely at that point um not interested in talking anymore but he was still willing to help me and I was willing to pay him because I was 100% stranded where I was at and you know the more we talked I asked him why don't, why don't you get into treatment, you know, with um, mat services? That way you're not hurting and, and, you know, when you can't get your fix. And um, he didn't know anything about mat services, so I kind of explained it to him. And, um, you know, he still ended up going and finding the fentanyl out there because there was just so many people that use that QT as a launch pad to get off their fentanyl, to sell their fentanyl. Um, and you know, he, I, he went and he used and he ended up fixing my truck. Like it took him a couple hours, but he ended up really fixing the truck, which was, you know, I'm totally thankful for because, um, you know, people don't typically do that especially and I and I paid them a, a pretty good amount but <clears throat> just the fact that um 
you know, he was willing to help me. That's why I always tell people just don't judge people because people that use drugs are, you know, they're not all bad people. And sometimes they're really, really good people. They just are lost and just don't know where they just don't know how to they just don't know how to seek treatment and sometimes they need a little bit extra pushing to change their mind now this young man I asked I was like why don't you go to a treatment center so we can so that you can get on Matt's services because he, he did tell me that he was he was hurting and uh, you know he's just trying to trying to get over the withdrawals because he's he's withdrawing right now off the fentanyl and um you know i told him that and he was just like man i'm just trying to get high i'm not trying to get treatment right now and i was like okay i understand and um you know mentioned it to him a couple of other times after he got after he went and used and you know he ended up fixing my truck and i told him man go go seek treatment you know whether he's gonna go or not you know probably won't but I find a lot of people that I meet with a lot of people that I see struggling you know I try to come up with a plan for them and a lot of people are reluctant to change they're reluctant to treatment and I try to explain it to them in a way that it makes sense because most people that have been on fentanyl for a while they want to get off of it they just don't know how so as a case manager what I do is I try to explain to them how it's going to help them how you know and it's not just about Matt services it's whatever's going on in their life the services that they need in order for them to move forward and, and you know get better within their treatment um for instance I have a young lady that I'm working with right now who is recently sober she is prescribed benzos and but she, she stopped the fentanyl and she stopped using meth and but she has a lot of personal problems within her family that's has her walking on eggshells and if she you know I try to explain to her that we need to get you into some kind of residential treatment program so that we can um, just so that you get additional uh, counseling and different additional services that you're not getting right now because she has very little coping skills in in society with around especially around her family and the, the the relationship with her and her mother who she lives with is super toxic and you know it's going to end up causing her to relapse because she's going to end up getting kicked out of that house and so i you know i mentioned sober living at first but um I think it would be better if she went into like a 60 to 90 day program, got her there, and then went into sober living. That way she gains back a lot of those coping skills that she she lost throughout her addiction. Um, and she makes so many excuses on why she doesn't want to go. And I get it. it. I get it. Sometimes it's hard to make changes in our lives that's necessary to to better ourselves and she just doesn't see that light yet um 
but hopefully one day, she, well, hopefully soon she does see it, because I, 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 um, recently helped her get sober, but now, due to her being sober, she thinks she knows everything, and sometimes, you know, that's, that's a bad trait to have, because she works at a restaurant with her mother, and her, and she doesn't understand the chain of command in the restaurant, and then her and her mother end up getting into heated arguments inside the restaurant, and which is bad for business, and it's just bad for the relationship that she has with her mother, and her mother's at the point where she's ready to kick her out of the house, and it's like, you just got sober, now we gotta change, make other changes in our, in your life so that we can, so that you can get back in society and be fully functional, and, you know, realize that selfish selfishness right now is what you need to focus on and, and not focus on other things because her mom wants her to go to treatment but uh to residential treatment but she's just she's making excuses right now that her PO she has a probation stuff going and I keep explaining to her like your probation officer is going to be 100% for you going into the treatment right now but you know it's just being reluctant to change can be a lot of people's biggest downfalls and I, I see that a lot I started following a young man on um, YouTube his YouTube channel is called Lost in Phoenix where he goes out and he interviews um, people that are dealing with addiction that are in the streets um, sometimes he comes across people that I know and uh, I think his I think his videos are really awesome I just think he needs a little bit more education on the treatment side. That way he can get these people a little bit more help. But he always asks his his, um, his interviewer, the people that he's interviewing, if he takes them to treatment right now, would they go? And a lot of them, all, they always say no. They always say no. And they always have a million excuses on why. But if you're listening to this, this podcast... You gotta change that. You gotta go. You gotta go into that treatment center. Now, if you're on the streets going into rehab, right off the bat, you're gonna get a no more times than you'll get a yes because it's a lot of people on the streets are not ready for rehab. That's a huge. That's a. That's such a hard pill to swallow. That you know. That's it's. You're gonna get. You're gonna get no pretty much every single time on that. Now, if you try to introduce them to MAT services, which is medication-assisted treatment, you know, they'll, most likely they'll be a little bit more, that would be a little bit more suitable for their lifestyle at the moment and probably be, a better, be more successful in treatment. And then when they make the decision that they want to go into rehab, then um, that, that can come at a later time. But... I think getting them in the mat services while they're in the streets because that's going to allow them not to get sick. Because a lot of the, the common excuse that I hear why people are addicted to blues is because they don't want to get sick. They, they get addicted because they when they when you don't have fentanyl and you're addicted to fentanyl, once you stop fentanyl, you're going to get you're going to get the withdrawal symptoms and they're going to hurt and you're going to be in pain. And medication assisted treatment, which is uh is um I can't think of the word right now. But it's another form of opiate 
that uh, goes in and allows your mind to heal, my, allows your brain to heal, and it takes care of those withdrawal symptoms that a lot of people in the streets have once they stop using the fentanyl. So it, the success of becoming clean is going to be a little bit more. It's going to be higher because they're going to sometimes they realize they don't need that fentanyl in order to stay sober. And um, so that would be my only suggestion to um, that gentleman that does those interviews. I think I think what he does is awesome. I think um, he gets a lot of people's stories out there, and sometimes people f- probably follow up with those with those folks to help them um, to donate to them and. So that's awesome, you know, but like I said, rehab, I, I think um, medication-assisted treatment should be the one of the first steps for somebody dealing with uh, an opiate addiction because they're going to need, when they stop using, they're going to need something to fill that void that's going to help relax them and keep them from having those withdrawal symptoms. And so... That would be my only suggestion to that to that gentleman, and have Narcan on you. Have a have a Narcan prescription on you so that you can hand out to those folks. So, um, you know that you know that that way they, if they're still using, they can continue to use. At least they have something to kind of protect them or help protect somebody else that they meet in those streets. So, um, keep doing what you're doing, man. Your 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 YouTube channel is amazing. I hope it continues to grow. Those would just be some little critiques that I would suggest and um maybe you say sometime in the future we can work together and uh create some 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 contents but um that's all i have for today just you know try not to be reluctant to change because that's what that's what recovery is all about and if you're ever going to change your addiction to recovery you're going to need to make some kind of drastic change and um I would say start off with mat services. If you're in the streets, you should definitely be on mat services. Um, and then when you're ready, get into some kind of residential treatment program or sober living. Um, one of the things that I see that is is a huge problem is there's a lot of couples that get into addiction together and then they find themselves so trapped that um, it's almost impossible to get out of that. Um, they do have, they do have some places for couples to go to, but there's not many out there and it's really hard to get, it's really hard to get clean when you're in a relationship just because one person might be ready and the other person might not be ready. And then you know they're they're getting they're going through the treatment at different pace and it usually causes the other person to relapse and then you know they just they never they never fully get clean at least i it's it's very rare um i've seen a lot of people try it and they'll get clean for a little bit and then somebody causes the other person to relapse um so relationships and and treatment it's it's super hard to manage both sometimes the best thing is for you guys to take a break if you're in if you're in a relationship get go both of you to go into different residential treatment facilities get on that services 
and get clean and then reunite once you guys are both clean. That's probably the best way to do it, but a lot of people are, are reluctant to that as well. So, I mean, that's you got to make changes if you're going to get from get through your addiction and get into recovery. You got to make a lot of changes and sometimes even sacrifices. So just keep that in mind, you guys. It's your boy, Nasty Back. That's all I got for right now. Um, we'll come up with another topic in the near future. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, whoever has that um, Phoenix, Lost in Phoenix YouTube page, keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully in the future we can uh, work together. Um, I'll throw his link in the description for YouTube because I, I think... Um, I think what he's doing is awesome. Like I said, the only suggestions I would have is carry Narcan with you and um, provide those provide those folks with Narcan. Um, but anyways, it's your boy Nasty Backpack. We out. <laughs>